A warm welcome to Disky Talk with Luyolo. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I ask that you please subscribe and hit the notification bell. If you've been a part of this journey, I hope you thoroughly enjoy this episode. So on today's episode, I dissect all things Mamelodi Sundowns. So we have a look at their latest signings. We have a look at uh, some of the most influential players within that side. And will Ricardo Nascimento return to Mamelodi Sundowns? As we do know that he's currently in Brazil. And then in the extra time segment, I then have a look at uh, their tactical side with regards to how they could potentially line up and how the Holy Trinity in Coach Mangoba, Coach Rulani and Coach Steve Compella go about retaining their league title and fighting on all fronts for more trophies. So let's get right into it. The first segment then is new signings. So Mamelodi Sundowns, we all know that on a regular basis, uh, they are uh, a team that tends to make bulk signings coming into the new season. So the players that, that they have signed, I will start at the back and then progress it all the way up front. So the first player goes by the name of Grant Kekana, who I think is um, a very good player, uh, very experienced. Um, he was with Supersport United in recent years. Uh, a player who offers um, tactical flexibility by virtue of the fact that he can play as a right-back and he can also play as a centre-back. So with regards to what he brings then to that defence is firstly depth and uh, competition to that uh, right-back, right-wing-back position because I've just felt that the other right-backs and right-wing-backs haven't really challenged Tapelo Murena for that position. So much so that... Um, couple of them have been loaned out and I just think that if you're competing on all fronts for trophies you need at least two quality players in each position you need players who are going to be able to compete and uh, be able to add value to the squad so from a defensive perspective when it comes to that position I think uh, Grand Kekana is uh, better than Tapelumrena from a defensive perspective and he does add that much needed depth. However, going forward, we do know that Tapelumrena is um, arguably the best, if not the best, uh, right-sided wing-back in South Africa. So I think um, it's a good signing from a depth perspective and having cover in that position. You know, also considering that you kill two birds with one stone with a Grand Kekana because he can play as the right-sided centre-half he can play as the right back as well. Moving on then to the next position, which is left back. So they've signed two left backs in Divine Lunga and um, Ngobeni as well. So Divine Lunga from Golden Arrows, Ngobeni from Bloemfontein Celtics. So with regards to these signings, I personally don't advocate for them because I didn't see the need. Uh, especially because when you look at the left-back um, department from Mamelodi Sundowns, they've got Lila Kay and they've got Aubrey Mudiba. So they've got two players who are well-versed within the system, two players who offer great um, cover, two players who are complete with regards to offensively and defensively as well. Two players as well who are very fit and who aren't injury-prone. So I didn't really see the need of Mamelodi Sundowns going out and signing two left-backs. However, what I will say is that um, these are two players who have done really well for themselves and um, good players who will offer depth in that position. However, I just don't see them fitting in 
if I have to be honest. So going then from left back to left wing and attacking in an attacking offensive um, perspective, uh, Miami, who is also from Bloemfontein Celtics. So with regards to this signing, I was, I was, yeah, I was very surprised that they went and signed him because also another player who I don't think from my perspective, would fit in into the Sundowns' um, way of doing things by virtue of the fact that the position he plays is so saturated with so many talented playmakers. But when uh, Coach Rulan Mukwena did substantiate as to why they've signed him, then it kind of makes sense because he did allude to the fact that Keegan Dolly was never replaced. So they had left-footed players who... Um, who are able to develop the game from um, a defensive perspective. So you're talking your Laila K, you've got Obri Mudiba, you've got Lebusa, you've got Nascimento, players who develop the game, who start the ball in deep areas, but they didn't have a left-footed player who can play in the final third. A left-footed player then who could be their playmaker. And Coach, Rula Coach Rulani went on and went as far as saying that having a left-footed offensive playmaker is very important to the way that Mamelodi Sundowns play. So, by virtue of that, it then changed my perspective and had me looking at it differently because then it shows that they've done their um, analysis when it comes to Miami and he could potentially feature in the Mamelodi Sundowns 11. So, then having a look at the forward line players. So, they've signed... Um, Safranco, who is uh, a player, look, on Disky Talk with Liolo, we keep it honest and objective. So he's a player that I don't know too much about. Um, however, what I do know is that um, he's very comfortable, left foot, right foot, and uh, there's a physical dynamic that he brings. And having had a look at his stats, he's a player that uh, scores quite a, quite a bit of goals. So from that perspective, and the physicality aspect, he is then a player who adds a different dimension to their forward line. And then, Tabiso Kutumela is um, another signing. Um, look, personally, Tabiso Kutumela has always been one of my favorite players. So I was very disappointed when he didn't do well at Orlando Pirates. However, he resurfaced at Maritzburg United and he did really well. And um, look, I think he's a very good footballer. And... How does he really fit in into that forward line? Yeah, that is, uh, that is a big question mark because there's Shalulile, there's Erasmus, and uh, Safranco is also another one. So how does he really fit in? It remains to be seen as to will he fit into that Mamelodi Sundowns 11. However, I think he's a good player. I do know that some maybe feel like um, Sundown sign unnecessarily so which to a certain degree I would um, agree with because my notion when it comes to Mamelodi Sundowns holistically when it comes to their transfer uh, policy is that from a local perspective, they've graduated. I don't think they should be looking at local players unless the player is exceptional and the player would bring um, much needed experience and depth you know, so from a local perspective, they've graduated in the local market. The market that I believe they should be looking at is the international market. Players who have the experience when it comes to uh, CAF Champions League football, players who can take them from um, reaching the quarterfinals of CAF Champions League football to go on and win the CAF um, Champions League 
title. But now, when you look at some of the local signings they've made, and you look at the players that they signed in the previous window, you're looking at uh, players like uh, Rushim Duruk, you're looking at Hashim Domingo, you're looking at uh, Lisedi Kapinga, you're looking at Magaman, you're looking at Mutupa, and the list goes on. Those are players who haven't been fully integrated within the squad. So if those players were to be thoroughly integrated, they would feel like brand new signings. So those players haven't been thoroughly used. However, they go and add more players who some of those players I don't think are better than those players who haven't been thoroughly integrated into the side. And that's why I say from a local perspective, Sundowns have graduated. They should be looking at the international market. However, before I move on to the next segment, do tell me at home, how do you guys feel about Mamelodi Sundown's um, policy when it comes to the window, the type of players they sign from a local and an international perspective? Moving on then to the next segment. So the next segment, I'm going to have a look at uh, a couple of influential players within the side. Firstly, I will start with Ricardo Nascimento. It has been reported that he hasn't joined um, Mamelodi Sundown's for the preseason, which then raises a few eyebrows. Is he then going to depart? Or is he just um, handling certain issues back home in Brazil? And then will he join up later? There has been so many reports. However, I don't like to speculate and work on rumors. I like to work on uh, facts because at the end of the day, Disky Talk with Riolo is factual content and we keep it as objective as possible. So, one thing, though, I will look at is um, how, how would uh, it impact Sundowns if he didn't return? Um, I think it would be a major loss uh, considering his experience and um, what he's done for the side. However, I do feel that uh, Lebusa and Rushin Duruk would be very capable centre-back partnership. And I think then they would be in good hands if he didn't return. However, it remains to be seen as no official announcement has been made by the club, but I will keep my eye on that one and it is something that we will come back and later discuss. So, moving on then to another key player within uh, the Mamelodi Sundown system who goes by the name of Temba Mshishizwane, who is my favorite player within the DSTV Premiership. And yeah, you know, it's just important that I touch on him because... I feel that this is a player that has just, he just keeps growing in stature. This is a player that even at his worst, he is better than most players within the DSTV Premiership. This is a player that is gaining so much consistency. Uh, over the past two seasons, he scored so many goals. Um, we see how influential he is when it comes to linking the play, when it comes to assist as well. You know, he is a complete player. If anything, in my opinion, Temba Zwane is the whole system. You know, the system of Mamelodi Sundowns is Temba Mshishi Zwane. Such an important player who I think still has lots to offer. Um, one of the few who tend to um, go against the whole notion that when a player reaches 32, 33, they're over the hill. No, uh, especially when we look at Temba Zwane because of how mature he is and how he has matured over the years as well you know the older he gets the better he gets how he interprets the space how he reads the game how he manipulates the ball and manipulates the half spaces how he links up play with a Serenio, how he links up play with the Shalulile it's been a marvel to watch and going into this season yet again he will be their key player and he could be instrumental to leading the charge 
not for DSTV Premiership Football, because they've done that four times on the spin, but for CAF Champions League Football. Moving on then from one playmaker to another playmaker who goes by the name of Gaston Serino. So, lots of speculation uh, around Serino in the past couple of months. However, it is dying down and uh, we are starting to realize that maybe he's going to stay at Mamelodi Sundowns. And uh, if it does so happen, then I think it would be great for Mamelodi Sundowns. But what will need to happen from Gaston Serino's side is that from a psychological standpoint, he has to accept that. He has to become part and parcel of this Mamelodi Sundowns side. Not just from a physical perspective, but in spirit, in soul, and in heart as well. Because you can always tell when a player is a bit disconnected from the squad. His performances aren't the same. So I just feel that two things have to happen. It's either a team breaks the bank and they sign him and then he gets his move. But if a team's not willing to break the bank, then Gaston Serino, you are signed to Mamelodi Sundowns and you're going to play for Mamelodi Sundowns. He has to make peace with it. And after all, this is a side that can actually go and win the, cha the CAF Champions League. They can go and compete for the CAF Champions League. So I just feel like he has to put away whatever he was going through, get over it, and get himself to the Serenio that we know. And his combination with, Zwan, with, Tem, uh, with Temba Zwane would flourish, you know. And then, last but not least, a player then who completes that offensive triangle they have is Peter Shalunida. A player who did so well for Mamelodi Sundowns in his first season. Hit the ground running, literally and figuratively. Because this is a player who doesn't stop running. Thoroughly impressed by his performances. I just feel like... Um, if, if uh, Serenio gets over um, everything he's been through and the three of them are all at a state where they're at their best and they fit, man, I just feel like that front three, there's still more we can see from that front three. And I see them breaking records, going into the new season and actually um, competing within the CAF Champions League, not just reaching the, the CAF Champions League quarterfinal, but I see them getting to a semi-final. I see them getting to a final and actually competing. So Peter Shalile has been a phenomenal player for Sundowns. And uh, I think it was a master stroke to sign him. You know, um, there was speculation with regards to his playing style at Highlands. Would he fit in? Would he not fit in? But he fits in like a glove. So moving on then to the next segment, having a look at... Um, the Holy Trinity, which is uh, Coach Mangoba, Coach um, Rulani, and Coach Steve Compella. So, lots of talk around this with regards to having um, two head coaches and a senior coach. How does it work out? Would it work out? But I think it's worked like a marvel. And um, from a traditional perspective, I, for one, in the beginning was against it because I've always felt that when it comes to coaching, I've always felt that you need one head coach and then one assistant or two assistants. However, when we look at the shape and the direction that modern day football is taking, you know, things are broadening. Squads are getting bigger by virtue of the fact that teams want to challenge on all fronts. So if each position is going to have two to three quality players, why then can't a club have two to three quality head coaches? That's just my take on it. So 
I like how that coaching system works because each coach is responsible for a certain department. And what I like then about the addition of uh, Coach Steve Compella is that he's not just a football coach, but he's a life coach as well. He's very good with the human being. And at the end of the day, uh, I just believe that you don't coach players, but you coach human beings. And when you do coach human beings, a certain aspects and nuances which would um, constitute for you to connect with that human being, not just from a football perspective, but from an interpersonal perspective, you know, especially considering what sundowns have been through the past year with regards to the players and the personalities they've lost who have all been very important to the success of Mamelodi Sundowns in the past five years. May their souls rest in peace. So looking at um, this technical team, I think it's a well-balanced technical team and I really look forward to seeing what they do going forward. So it is now time for the extra time segment, which is my favorite segment, which is then the tactical preview of Mamelodi Sundowns. However, before I get into what the Holy Trinity uh, would normally set up like, I'm going to have my fantasy team and what I would do with Mamelodi Sundowns. This is my favorite segment. So let's get straight into it. So in goals, I know they've got so many options, but in goals, I'd go with Ricardo Goss. And I think it's time for him to take over in goals. And what I love about Ricardo Goss is um, his distribution, his reading of the game, and uh, his command of his defense. A very good communication skills as well. So I think he's a player that needs to step up and... Uh, be given the chance to play in goals. So with Mamelodi Sundowns, uh, they do shape up in a 3-4-3 or, yeah, a 3-4-3. A I'd say a 3-4-3 because on paper it looks like a 4-3-3, but it transitions into a 3-4-3. So then we'll start it off the basis of a 3-4-3 and um, my three uh, at the back, as the right-sided uh, centre-half, I'd have uh, Rushin Duruk because I just feel that he's one of the best when it comes to his technical skill set, when it comes to his passing range. He is a player that I need to go into depth because he is a player that we might see progress and play as a six for Mamelodi Sundowns. Synonymous to what Rivaldo Cotia does. You know, that is a player who could progress and play in the midfield. And um, it's something that we should look out for in the very near future by virtue of the fact that comfortable on the ball, his reading of the game is superb, and his passing ability, how he's able to ping 50, 40-yard diagonals, and he's also able to break the lines. He's also able to find those... Um, passes within midfield, you know, where it is very tight, but he's able to just squeeze that ball in, which is rare for a centre-half in South African football. So, as the libero, who is uh, Rivaldo Kutsia, so libero and, um, yeah, I, I would say more or less a libero. Yes, some people would consider him a register. Um, a register is uh, a deep-laying uh, midfielder. So that's also another term for it. But I think he's more, he's more a libero because he did start out as a centre-half. That's just my opinion. Uh, those watching at home, do let me know, do you think he's a libero or do you think he's a register? So because he started out as a centre-back, but I think he's made this position his own. He's very good in this position. So he would then be my libero. And 
going back then to the tactical flexibility when it comes to Mamelodi Sundowns is that when Rivaldo Kutsia does drop in, it then becomes a 3-4-3. But if he joins into the midfield, then it becomes a 4. And then you have the wing-backs maybe just tucking in a bit. Then it becomes a 4-3-3. But how Mamelodi Sundowns would operate is that he would always go into there. But this is my fantasy team. So he would then start as part and parcel of that uh, back three. On the left-hand side, who would also be my captain, Musa Lebusa. This is a player who, yeah, he's done really well. You know, ever since he signed from Ajax Cape Town, I think he's been phenomenal. He hardly puts a foot wrong. There's not too many games I can look back and say, hey, Lebusa had a bad game. Uh, complete defender. Ball playing, left-sided, left-footed, very intelligent, good in the air, can score goals. So I think he's a player that is going to become very key, not just for Sundowns, but for Bafana Bafana. You know, I see him going on and becoming very pivotal for Bafana Bafana. So that is my back three in midfield. This is where it gets very interesting. So, and I'm going to go um, the other way. So, in midfield, I would have uh, Andy Lechali and uh, I would have Temba Zwane. So, I would have Andy Lechali in there. Uh, I really like Jali. I still think he's got um, lots to offer. So, take nothing away from Kulisi. Take nothing away from Maboe because I think they're exceptional players. However, this is my fantasy team. So, I would go with Andy Lechali in there. So, the interesting thing then as to why I go with Zwane a bit deeper... I think Zwane is a lot better suited coming from deep as opposed to him when he starts a part and parcel of the front three and then he comes deep. So when he comes deep, then we only have two uh, out-and-out offensive players and then the problem also becomes is that Serinho also then likes to come deep. So sometimes Shalulile would be isolated. It's not something that a lot of people would recognize because sundowns are comfortable. They win games comfortably. So when teams are winning, you don't always see certain things. But when I've deeply analyzed and had a look at this, that's why I prefer starting Timbaswane a lot, uh, a bit deeper from midfield because he's very good and uh, very well versed when he starts with the ball at his feet as opposed to starting in the front three. Yes, he can do that because he's a complete footballer. He's very intelligent. So you wouldn't even see that um, he has a weakness. But I'll start him a lot deeper. Let him come from deep and let him start as a, uh, a, an attacking midfielder who provides for three uh, offensive players as opposed to him starting in a front three, then has to drop. Then, you know, it limits us up front a bit. So then... Having a look at my left wing back, it would be Lila K. Uh, look, I think he's the best left wing back in the country. Right wing back, Tapelo Murena. So I think Sundowns have two of the best wing backs within the country on the right side and the left side. So an interesting thing, though, that I would do a lot regularly with these two wing backs, which we saw last season, is that um, it was against TTM going into second half. Um... If I'm not mistaken, uh, Coach Rulani was the one who inverted them. So, Murena went to the left, Laila K went to the right. So, personally, I would invert them a lot of the times and uh, have them coming in and then shooting, which is something very different and very advanced, which is something I think they'd be very well suited to do because of their technical skill set, their tactical flexibility, and how well they read the game. And then, my front three would then be... 
Serinho, Shalulile, and Erasmus. And that is also then feeds into why it starts one a bit deeper, is to accommodate another striker in Erasmus. You know, so that's that would be my fantasy team with regards to Sundowns. And uh, having a look at the type of spaces they occupy in the opposition half, you know, and because um, they say great minds think alike, so I haven't changed too much because I really like what the Holy Trinity is doing with this side, and this would be synonymous. My approach would be very similar. So in the opposition half, um, what we're looking to do is you will have uh, Rivaldo Kutsia who drops into there. You've got Lebusa. You've got uh, Rashin Duruk. So what they do very well is overload a the central zones secondly overloading and occupying the half spaces and uh, also the, ver the the vertical zones so that is what they do very well at times it even ends up looking like they play a 3-6-1 because they've got three and then they'd have six in here and another thing they have is that they've got this uh, sort of this creative square and I call it a creative square because um, what you will see is that they've got four players in here. You know, yes, you know, it could be a bit more, um, obviously a bit more creative. It's not as static. Players will move, you know, in there when you would have, uh, well, because it's my team, you would have a Jali, maybe you'd, you'd have a Zwane as well. But that would then force Erasmus to push a lot closer to him. And then you could even have Serenio, you know, in there or having Serenio occupying that half space, one at that half space, having Jali come. It's so, so fluid and so flexible, you know. And what I like about it and how, uh, how much duality that um, this approach would have in the offensive half is that we, we'd occupy so many spaces centrally. We would overload the central spaces. However, we still keep the width by virtue of the fact that we've got Lila K and then we've got Tapelo Muran. And that's what I like about it. If when playing, we lose the ball, and um, no, I don't support Mamelodi Sundowns. I just say we because right now, um, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm their coach. When we lose the ball, we've got the, we've got the defensive cover. Because when you lose the ball, you already have uh, three, right? And then you would have a Jali in there. So you're already looking at players, you're already looking at four defensive players who would then combat a, a counter-attack which would pierce right through the middle. They're forced to go wide, which then gives enough time for players to drop. So personally, that is then how I would um, use it. And um, I also think that players like Hashim Domingo, players like uh, Kutumela and uh, a player like um, Liseri Kapinga would fit very well within the system. So let's have a look at reality then, which is actually very similar. So let me just uh, get them into the perfect shape and then we will progress into the opposition half. So in reality, we're still looking at um, a 3-4-3 in a sense. So it would be Onyango in goals. Um, okay, here, if Ricardo Nascimento does come back or if 
he is around. It would be Ricardo Nascimento. He starts on the right side. Just to show how versatile he is and how great he is, you know, as a left uh, footed center half, he's able to play in a right sided channel, which can be very difficult for left footed players. And then you've got uh, Rivaldo Kutsia who would drop into there. Then you've got Musa Lebusa. Then um, in the midfield, you've got Mkulisi and you've got Maboe. And then um, you've got Laila Kay, you've got Murena, you'd have uh, Shalulile, you'd have Zwane, and then you'd have Serenio. So it is very similar, and they do occupy very similar spaces to my fantasy team. So that is more or less how Sundowns would set up, and that has been their main starting eleven, And that's how they look then to dominate uh, opposition. That's how they look then to frustrate um, opposition and how they rotate the ball so very well. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of yet another special episode of Disky Talk with Liolo. I thoroughly enjoyed breaking down Mamelodi Sundowns and I thoroughly look forward to the season that they will have. So, at home, please do comment what do you make of the different segments I ran through, from Nascimento to the importance of Tembazwane to um, Serenio uh, staying and getting over certain psychological nuances which have clearly been a barrier in the past season, and my fantasy team. What would be your fantasy team? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. Signing out. Perfect. Uh, just a quick one. Sam says she needs direction on the estate. Bro, I made a